0: TAFE Queensland acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and respect the continuing connection to land, waters, cultures and family that Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples uphold. We pay respect to Elders past, present and future. We recognise that teaching and learning has taken place on country for over 60,000 years and two-way learning is an important part of our reconciliation journey. Hi, my name is Catherine and I'm the host of the podcast, My Study Journey. In this season, we go on a discovery journey to learn more about Australia's Indigenous culture and listen to inspiring stories of our First Nations peoples and students. You're listening to Connecting Cultures.
1: This program allows Indigenous people to have the opportunity to teach and to have a voice and a system that will forever be ongoing and allows us to also give a little bit of who we are without taking away our identity.
0: You're listening to Kathy, who is Head of Department for Student Services at a state college in North Queensland. Kathy started her study journey with us at TAFE Queensland, then completed her bachelor at university and began her journey of educating and inspiring the next generations. This is her story.
1: Hello, my name is Catherine Calero and I studied RATAP, Remote Area Teacher Employment Program in Bamiga, which is the very tip of Australia and Queensland and I studied this program through TAFE where I did two years and three years at James Cook University to become a qualified teacher. My mother was a Torres Strait Islander, she was from the island of Saibai. She lived with her mother and father and siblings in Bamaga before they relocated to Cairns. Whereas my father, he was from Malta and he migrated to Australia in his 20s. I grew up in my early years in Cairns as a child before moving to Victoria. In my later years, when I finished high school, I lived in Cape York in Bumaga with my family. And I call Bumaga my home, uh, Saisha more predominantly. So in Northern Peninsula area, otherwise known as MPA, we have two predominant cultures which are Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander and it is encompassed by five communities which are New Newmagico, Bamaga, Newmarpoon and Seisha where I live. The languages that are spoken there vary with the eastern and western Torres Strait Islander cultures and central and also mainland Aboriginal traditional language But the language I suppose that everyone can all be comfortable with speaking is Creole. And I speak Torres Strait Islander Creole as well as English.
0: So the NPA is at the tip of Australia at the top of Queensland. Can you describe what it's like there?
1: NPA is a beautiful place. You're surrounded by the Torres Strait and you meet the rainforest and bushland and it's just absolutely phenomenal. There's wonderful waterfalls up there. There's lots of fishing spots to go fishing, even just to comb along the many beaches that are available. We're very lucky because we have the east and west coast being the tip of Australia. It is such a busy tourist place between the months of April to more or less November. A lot of people travel up to Cape York via the Old Telegraph Track Road, which is for the adventurous. Otherwise, you do have the Peninsula Development Road to get up there. Or people fly or they catch the barge. They go up there to basically be able to stand on the tip of Australia where the sign is and to take their photo. But if they're lucky enough and they have time, they'll be able to explore the wonderful places that NPA has to offer. What was your childhood like? So I did the first couple of years of primary school in Cairns. I don't really recall those moments. I do recall when I moved to Victoria and went to primary school and they were uh, interesting times, quite different for someone of my um, characteristic trait of having Afro hair, I suppose. I looked very different to the people that lived down in Victoria. So it was very difficult for me to make friends when I initially arrived there. I was actually bullied a bit in primary school. As the years went by, I did make a couple of good friends and some friends who I'm still connected with today.
0: Why did you move from there to Victoria?
1: So I moved to Victoria in 1993 after my mum had died with my sister and we lived in a small country town with um, our father and it was a very different experience moving from somewhere that was hot to some place that you can get four seasons in one day, but a, a wonderful experience.
0: Were you able to stay connected to the Indigenous side of your family while you were down in Victoria? When I was
1: living in Victoria, I didn't have the opportunity to build those relationships as I remember when I lived in Cairns with my mum. I suppose it was there was that disconnection after mum had died. I wonder in hindsight if that perhaps that trauma may have inflicted me to forget a few things. Perhaps um was told that I could speak Kalakaua Creole and English when I was younger, and I really do not recall speaking Kalakaua or Creole. And I wonder if that trauma of losing a parent at such a young age at a raw 9 years of age Under the circumstances that we endured, caused me to forget that that part, and perhaps also too when I'm living in a town that is predominantly white Australians and Aboriginal Koori people, and I'm the only, apart from my sister and a couple of my cousins, I'm the only Torres Strait Islanders that are living in that town. So, trying to to settle in, I suppose I had to change the way I spoke, maybe, so I wasn't left out, so I wasn't continually bullied.
0: I asked Cathy, how did she end up back in North Queensland?
1: When I left Victoria, I moved when I was 17 years old. i had just finished year 11. And I moved to Townsville and I stayed there for about three terms, before I moved up to Bamaga, and I was so keen just to get out of school. I think I had just had enough. A lot of ups and downs in me really trying to find myself, who I was as an individual. And my brother, who was in the military at the time, had said to me, you are not going into the Navy, Kathy. You are going up to Bamaga, and you are going to meet your family, and you are going to learn the culture. And I said, okay. And being the eldest, I listened to him, which was the best decision And I went up to Bumaga and lived with my family and got reconnected with two of my sisters who were adopted out in an island adoption.
0: What was it like when you came home to your hometown of Bumaga and finally reconnected with your family? So
1: I remember when the plane descended
0: and I see this vast
1: bushland and, of course, this glorious... Blue ocean and red dirt. And I'm like, oh gosh, this is really, really remote. Where have I come to? And I was a bit nervous, realizing that I'm quite a long way away from what I knew was civilization. But when I arrived and my older sister and her mum greeted me at the airport, that was really nice. Of course, I was still nervous, but They just made me feel so welcome. And then we went for a little tour around the five communities, which was great before I got dropped home at my aunt and uncle's house. As we pulled up into the street, into Stephen Close, my uh, late aunt and late uncle were standing at the front door, were waving with their hand towels and crying and smiling. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, I don't know who these people are, but I was waving and smiling, but I had this sense of... I'm here, I'm home, I'm back, I've come home. And it was nice, it was nice to have that moment and yeah, it will always be forever cherished. So, you know, moving back to NPA, I really felt that I found me because I really did feel lost after mum died. Dad was great, you know, family down there were great. We had a good life. But I suppose it was something that we were just thrown into without question. And yeah, so going up to, back to NPA, meeting my family and relearning my culture and our family ways was such a, like, it was beautiful. It was nice.
0: What made you want to start studying with Tate Queensland?
1: Met my other half, my husband, Jay, shortly after we fell pregnant with our son, Mace, you know, after having Mace, I thought, gee, I've really got to you know, get my act together and think of something that I'm going to do. He Jay's, you know, quite an amazing man, someone that I actually looked up to, had his trade, had wonderful qualifications and just had this drive for life. But I thought, well, I need to give something back here. So I thought, oh, I'll go work at a school. And so I went to the primary school and applied for a job because they were looking for a teaching assistant at the time. Went and they got the job, which is really great. So I got that foot in the door and really thought, oh, wow, this is great. I love working with kids. The classroom teacher at the time, he had heard about the program RATAP and he said, oh, have you heard of RATAP? I'm like, oh, no, I haven't heard about RATAP. What's RATAP? Well, it's this program that's really good for Indigenous people to access education to become a qualified teacher. I said, oh, so how does this work? He's like, I don't know. Let's look into it. So we did. We looked into it and I did my research. Two years of studying TAFE at Far North Queensland and three years at James Cook University. I thought, wow, that's quite a long time. But I I wanted to do it. And one, if I just opted to do my certificate for and diploma in education, it would give me the opportunity to be qualified as a teaching assistant to a degree. So I pursued that and I remember I was so eager, so passionate to get through these studies. I like blitzed it. I was well ahead of the course. The staff at TAFE kind of scratched their head a little bit and and we found a way that I could start the next course, but they did offer me the opportunity to, to go straight into university, to do the four years if I needed to. And I thought, no, I'll do the second year because I've met these amazing people through the program and I wanted to pursue those relationships. And plus there was a field trip at the following year and I wanted to go to that. So I didn't want to pass that opportunity up. I continued with the diploma with TAFE, continued working as a teaching assistant while studying, whilst being a mama to my little boy and whilst trying to help Jay with his business and being a wife and a mum, I suppose. So juggling all of these obstacles that one will call, but they weren't obstacles because that was life. You just had to do what you had to do. And I loved it. I loved it so much that I gained finished ahead. And that's just because I was so passionate, so eager to learn. And I had no doubt that I wanted to pursue becoming a teacher. So I went on board and did the three years at James Cook University. And I remember, you know, my first practicum that I did at Belgian Gardens. And I felt like a fish out of order because it was a different dynamic to the school up in NPA different way of teaching I suppose but it was really interesting for me to see this pedagogy this different pedagogy that was taught in the classroom. That kind of built my confidence. When the teacher coordinator praised me for my efforts in delivering my lessons I thought okay well I, if I can do this mainstream I can do this. I can take back what I need gain the skills that I need to become a qualified teacher and be that teacher that I want to be in NPA for my family, for my community, for my people. So that was my drive then. It was my drive to to persevere with this program, to gain the qualification so I can give back what was given to me those years ago when I first arrived off that little plane flying down, descending and arriving in Bamaga, which was a home.
0: Can you explain to me what the RATAP program is about and why you love it so much? The RATAP
1: program is a wonderful opportunity for any Indigenous person that wants to undertake a profession in teaching. It's a process that allows you to stay in your community, to gain your qualification without leaving your roots and to build strong relationships and you become this link between education and community I think it's a wonderful opportunity for people to take a hold of. I mean, of course, we're all going to second guess any decision we make in life. Sometimes we doubt ourselves and our capabilities. But if you're really passionate about something, I think you should definitely go for it. And, you know, we're so short-staffed with Indigenous teachers. And this program allows Indigenous people to have the opportunity to teach and to have a voice in a system that will forever be ongoing that allows us to also give a little bit of who we are without taking away our identity and give strong values and make future students believe that if you can do it, they can do it too.
0: What was it like studying the course at TAFE Queensland and do you feel like it prepared you for doing your full bachelor at university? TAFE Queensland exposed us to units that
1: allowed us to understand a bit more of what the educational faculty is and what it encompasses. I suppose it was the stepping stone that provided me with skills but also gave me confidence and I was so fortunate enough to have an array of teaching staff available and ready to support me where necessary and also to have that on-site coordinator that's part of the program which is fantastic the two teaching staff members that really stick out to me Ian Hodges and Mark Lingson they had this absolute passion for teaching the way they taught us in the classroom I thought oh my gosh I want to be just like them that have that passion and these experienced well-experienced teachers that have been in the classrooms teaching young students and now teaching us adults to prepare us to become teachers and they still have that passion and drive and that enthusiasm and I thought wow isn't that fantastic so I wanted to be something or other like them not as crazy as they were in the classroom but <laughs> to, a, to a certain degree and I'm sure that they wouldn't mind me saying that But it was a wonderful experience and TAFE Queensland really did prepare me to build my literacy, numeracy, understanding and the value education has in order for me to prepare myself for James Cook University to reach that higher education.
0: What's it like being a teacher?
1: It's a wonderful experience being a teacher. I've seriously gone, had lots of ups and downs as we all do. In hindsight, I look back At my first and second year of teaching, I think, oh, my gosh, I really did not have a clue what I was doing. But I did it and I I did my job. But I think, you know, we can only become as good as we can be through experiences. And I've been teaching for over 11 years now. And I've met wonderful people along the way, wonderful students along the way, students who have, you know, up and left school, who still remember me, which is fantastic. And students that you'll never forget because they're the ones that you really hope that you can ingrain some sort of yourself in them so that they have some sort of hope and aspiration to be better and to want to aim for better in life. So teaching is so rewarding in many aspects. I love it. I absolutely love it. I did get to a point in my career where... I love the classroom, but I wanted more. I'm lucky enough to be a head of department today, which is a wonderful accomplishment on my behalf and my family's behalf because you can't get anywhere without your friends and family really and the people surrounding you and good colleagues. You need good colleagues to ground you as well. And I know that there are a lot of people who have studied through RATAP who have gone further than I have and are wonderful principals. You know, that's something that I will now work towards and aspire to when the time comes. That's all in good timing.
0: What advice would you give to young Indigenous people choosing what to do with their future?
1: Whenever we pull ourselves out of our comfort zones, it can be quite complex and traumatic experience for some. Some embrace it wholeheartedly, and for some, I think it takes time. We look at our boarding students that leave remote areas and have to travel hundreds of kilometres away so that they can access the subjects that they need in order to pursue their future career aspirations. And it's tough. It's tough for young kids just to even leave a community behind to access education. For any of us, whether you're wanting to pursue your current career that you're in and you feel like you need to move away to gain more skills to do that – It's going to be a difficult choice. And RATAP is this stepping stone that allows you to stay in your community to access your education that you need so you can become a qualified teacher. But don't get me wrong, there are barriers. It's difficult having to leave your children behind. It's difficult to leave your family behind on weeks on end to do blocks or to do your pracs. But if you're extremely committed and you have a strong network of people behind you, such as your family or your friends, you're going to accomplish what you set out to which is to become qualified or upskilled in whatever degree or aspect that you aim for. But you also need to have initiative and you need to have a personal drive in order for that success to be ascertained. In whatever regard anybody decides who's living remotely or living in the city and you want to achieve or aspire to be better than what you're currently in your current situation, you need to show initiative, like I said, and you definitely need to have that personal drive. But don't forget, you're never on a journey on your own. You've always got people surrounding you, people that love and support you, even when you think you don't. It might be that those two crazy teachers that are dancing in your corner and cheering you on. It might be the aunt that's waving her hand towel or your sisters that are opening their arms and greeting you or your beautiful boy that is so happy to see his mama achieve what he needs to achieve and give the graduate address because she's achieved her goals or he's achieved their goals. So keep persevering. If you've enjoyed this story and want to explore studying at TAFE Queensland, visit us at tafequeensland.edu.au. Click on the international tab at the top of the page. That's tafeqld.edu.au.